0: Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Generation Ag. Very excited for this episode with Kelly. Kelly is a born leader, avid traveller, expressive storyteller and marketing and public relations all-rounder with skills in campaign management, content marketing and social digital, as well as PR events, stakeholder engagement and brand management. She is dedicated to helping CBH, which is Australia's large cooperative, maintain and enhance their reputation as leaders in the grain industry, generating awareness and interest in business activities through strategic public relations and marketing campaigns. Her most recent marketing and PR campaign saw her successfully attract 2,000 harvest casuals to regional Australia in preparation for the record-breaking harvest last year despite COVID shortages and challenges because of labour. Prior to that, Kelly was at West Farmers where she was working on Decipher, which was one of their startup businesses, a software as service company, where she helped with content marketing and created a lot of business marketing funnels, generation lead tools, enabling Decipher to generate hundreds of leads at an estimate of 2.5 million. Through their CRM, she was able to engage a lot of opportunities for this business She has had the opportunity to work with some of Australia's largest organisations and she's got such a breadth of knowledge. She's also lived in a few different countries and she's got such an amazing skill set. I think that often, and obviously we know that I'm in PR and social and I just see so much value for it, but particularly this year... If you're a CBH customer, there's a lot of stuff being said online, a lot of chatter happening, a lot of internal things happening that CBH are doing. So I thought it'd be really interesting to have a conversation with Kelly and actually see what's happening on. The internal side of CPH in this particular place. So, Kelly's role is really, really interesting, and she is the principal of corporate affairs. And yeah, let's get into this chat. She's going to tell you guys all about what she's doing and how she goes about handling comms and everything she's up to within CBH. So, let's get into the chat. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for joining me on the Generation Ag podcast. Long, long overdue. The first question we always start off with is tell us about your childhood and growing up in the regions.
1: Hey, Vinnie. Firstly, thanks so much for having me on the potty. I'm chuffed that you think that I'm interesting enough to have on. It's so funny being on this side of the mic. I've always you know, worked on so many interviews and podcast episodes and things being in marketing, but being on the other side is a bit of fun. So yeah, go easy on me. So yeah, to answer your question about my childhood and growing up in the regions, I had a slightly different upbringing. So we have a family farm in Corda, which is approximately 250 k's east of Perth, where my great grandfather, Frank Lodge, thought it would be a great place to settle in 1911. Um, We have a bit of a family joke that it's a shame he didn't head the other way towards the coast, but um, that's the benefit of hindsight, I guess. But yeah, my dad actually got out of farming some time ago and decided to lease out the land to neighbours. And I guess since then has worked in a number of different roles, including working at West Farmers for a stint, and then later on as a commodity trader and projects manager. And due to his work, we actually moved overseas. So I grew up in Vietnam and Papua New Guinea, where I went to an international school called Ella Beach in Port Moresby. And obviously, that's a pretty interesting experience and, and different to a, a lot of other people's upbringings. But yeah, we returned back to Perth and I went to Panross College and my brother went to Aquinas. And yeah, after high school, went on to study a double degree in a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in professional writing and publishing, and a Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in public relations at Curtin, which is actually where we met Vinnie.
0: It's so interesting because everyone, it's so funny how we all... still so connected. Like it's so, if you'd have told us, what was it? God, we graduated like five years ago, but like even that, you know, we'd still be, you know, in each other's networks like this, like, it's just amazing how connected agriculture is. And I'm so fascinated by your story because, you know, you've had, you've had this sort of agricultural upbringing, but you weren't on the land and your dad took a very different pathway to most people in agriculture. What was that connection to agriculture for you as a child?
1: yeah so I guess you know having the family farm you feel a a connection to the regions and you know while I didn't grow up there I spent a lot of time in the country when we returned and yeah like I said I think having the farm family farm is definitely what kick-started that interest in ag and and probably subconsciously is the reason that I'm always being pulled back to the country like I said I didn't grow up there but It's just it keeps popping up in my life and I can probably talk about it in a little bit more detail if you like, talking about how I ended up spending time in the country. But while I was studying at uni, I had a partner at the time who um, was and still is a a mixed farmer in Dandaragon, which is located two hours north of Perth. And we were together for five and a half years. And I spent, uh, you know, I lived there partially for some of that time. So as you can imagine, spent a lot of time on the farm with him from, you know, seeding, spraying, harvesting, truck rides to CBH. So yeah, that probably subconsciously, like I said, another thing that just pulled me back to the country and um, it's continued to do so over the years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, while you're at university, you had that partner who was on the farm. What was it post-uni that you sort of decided to go in the direction of corporate, but also with ag sort of still intertwined?
1: Yeah. So once I graduated from uni, I was still with said farmer and, you know, I was really faced with this challenge of trying to make my two worlds meet. So finding a job in marketing and comms, which at the time was definitely more of a city orientated job and and for context this was pre-COVID so working from home wasn't really a thing yet um, but I was also trying to find something that would enable me to live on the farm um, with him And I guess, yeah, I do want to preface this next part by saying I have so much respect and admiration for women who work on the farm in whatever capacity that may be. But for me personally, that was just never something that I really wanted for myself and always felt that it was really important for me to pursue my career. So, yeah, not giving it a crack in my profession wasn't an option for me. So yeah, I I got to this point where I couldn't find anything based in the region. So I really had to adjust my thinking and I thought, well, if I can't find a marketing and communications job regionally, how about I look for a job in the ag industry at least? And so yeah, that was really the start of all of it.
0: I love that. I think that that's so incredible. Yeah, I think if we go back five years, really remote working wasn't a big thing, but also there was there's still obviously limitations in the communication space and agricultural space, but there was absolutely nothing. Like even when I remember us graduating, I don't even think there was barely even any roles in digital. Like it just didn't exist. Like this, we've come so far in such a quick time. Obviously you saw a gap and you got in. What was that sort of first experience for you working in that role of communications with the agricultural spin?
1: Yeah, so before I talk about that, I just want to say like, All the work that you've been doing in this space is really commendable. And I I remember when you first got started, I was thinking, wow, that's really cool. Like, I wish this sort of existed a few years ago when I was also starting out and looking for that. But yeah, I think one of my very first jobs out of uni, I landed this awesome job with West Farmers. So they had a startup company called Decipher, which is born out of CSBP fertilizers. So some of your WA listeners may be familiar with Decipher. But yeah, I started there as a content planner, which was more of a graduate role, but I quickly made my way up to marketing executive and then marketing specialist. For those who don't know, in the early days, Decipher was an ag tech tool that was being used by farmers and agros um, to manage crop and soil nutrition, which kind of utilised things like satellite imagery, such as NDVI and NDRE, um, which is becoming a lot more popular now. But It also combined it with farm data, so things like your crop and soil tests and also yield data. So the idea being that from there, farmers could make informed data-driven decisions and then, if interested, could easily dip their toe more into the precision ag space, so looking at things like variable rate technology. But yeah, our marketing team was responsible for promoting the platform here in WA through CSBP, but also launching it interstate and overseas, which was really exciting to be a part of. And uh, we achieved some really amazing results.
0: For you and your career, you have always been incredibly driven and uh, incredibly, I'm trying to think of the right word because you were like, oh, I think what I'm doing is so commendable," but I think what you're doing is so phenomenal because... The corporate side of ag is really tough, particularly as being young women, you know, we're often in rooms with a lot of um, older men and it can be really hard to break in. What was that transition for you like to move to CBH, but particularly with the driver of you obviously want to be in a role that is a high level and that, you know, you're overseeing a lot of people. What What's that experience been like for you?
1: Yeah, it's been really interesting. And and like anything, you kind of fumble around and and try and find your feet in it. You know, when my job wrapped up at Decipher, I kind of spent some time reflecting on what it was exactly that I wanted. And I had such an amazing experience there and was really proud of everything that I I had achieved and learned. So I was working on things like social and digital media right through to owning our content marketing, website development and SEO and things like that. But What I really wanted was, you know, I didn't want to niche down too much into the social and digital space. And I really wanted to broaden that skill set. So looking at other things like the corporate comms and issues management, branding, you know, your large scale marketing campaigns and things like that. So once I got clear on that, I guess I was really able to recognize that next opportunity that came up. So one of my old business managers from Decipher, Wayne, um, shout out to him. He actually moved over here to CBH and when this job came up with in the corporate affairs team as a lead, he reached out to me and said, look, I think you'd be perfect for this role. And So yeah, I, I joined in April 2021 as a lead and then I've since been promoted to principal corporate affairs, which I absolutely love and have the opportunity to I'll lead some of our team members here on our marketing and comms strategies. I've forgotten the other part of your question. Sorry, Vinnie. No, that, that's
0: perfect because I will lead in what I'd really love to know is tell everyone what actually is principle of corporate affairs. What do you do? What's on the daily? Because CBH for everyone in WA, they understand that it's obviously owned by, it's a cooperative. So, you know, every farmer has a stake in it. So it's, a, it's really different and it's it's really tough to manage. So I think it's really important to understand what your role is, but also that it's humans behind the business. I think a lot of the time people forget that too. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, maybe for a bit of background for your listeners over East who may not know who CBH is and, and what we do, we are Australia's largest co-op, which is owned and controlled by approximately 3,600 WA grain growing businesses. And we have operations that extend along the value chain from fertilizer to grain storage, handling, transport, marketing, and processing. So the corporate affairs, look, corporate affairs is this really mysterious term, but essentially it just encompasses all things, marketing, communications, events, issues, management, Branding, campaigns, media, PR, um, and community investment. So it's just an overarching name, I guess, for all of those things. Um, And yeah, my role here as uh, Principal Corporate Affairs just means that I look after our marketing and communication strategies and plans and then work with the team on executing those And sort of due to my marketing background, I'm also responsible for most of our large scale marketing campaigns. So one of them, which we may talk about a little bit later, is the Harvest Casual Recruitment Campaign. And I'm also working on a new one for next year, which is really exciting. Um, So CBH will be celebrating its 90th uh, anniversary or birthday. So yeah, I'll be launching a, a large campaign around that early next year. So keep an eye out for that one.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I guess we can actually jump forward to that question and then come back to some others. Tell us a little bit about this TikTok campaign or the campaign as a whole and how important platforms like TikTok were because I think a lot of people understand that it's happening but they don't understand how valuable it was and particularly how successful this campaign was in making sure that at the end of the day that grain got delivered to CBH and that the farmers were happy.
1: Yeah, so like this campaign is probably one of my proudest achievements while at CBH and I think it really demonstrates the power and the importance of marketing and how it, it can really transform things, even for a co-op. So for background, each year CBH recruits a harvest casual workforce to assist with managing and receiving grain across our regional WA sites. And in preparation for our record breaking um, harvest, which was obviously last year, we really needed to attract 2,000 harvest casuals. And that was a 30% increase from previous years. And we obviously needed to attract them to work in regional WA. But with the COVID challenges that we were experiencing, so the international and uh, interstate borders were closed, which meant that we didn't have access to seasonal workers but also just general labour shortages. Unemployment was at an all-time low. So yeah, we really knew that the standard recruitment approach just wouldn't work. I think in previous years before I joined, they relied on things like word of mouth and backpackers and just the regional based workforce. But really heading into last year, we knew that that wasn't going to be sufficient enough. So I started at CBH in mid-April 2021 and um, we found out that it was shaping up to be a record harvest in about June and that we were going to need all these people. So yeah, I hadn't been there for long and sort of had to dive in headfirst into this campaign. But yeah, so I was heading it up um, and in just two months we created and launched this campaign and generated enough applications to help our people and culture team recruit the 2000 casuals. So what that process sort of looked like for me was um, I started researching the Harvest Casual role. So I'd I'd never worked in one before, but knew plenty of people that had and sort of tried to determine the kinds of people that would be interested in that role. So um, in marketing speak, your target audiences. Also looked at things like your like historical data and identified that we hadn't really targeted high school and university students, and they were the bulk of the people that tend to apply and end up working on site. So sort of identified that as an opportunity to really go hard after our in market. So that really formed, I guess, our approach. So we created two campaigns that sat side by side, but one was targeted at the broad Perth metro area, so people aged between 18 and 65 years old, and then um, another one targeted at students with the objective to generate sort of as much awareness and interest as we could in working at CBH as a harvest casual. So from there, we then developed creatives that resonated with each of those audiences and then disseminated it on the relevant platforms. So for the broad campaign, which was that broader um, target audience that ran across TV, radio, social, digital media, while the student audiences were served uh, messages on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We had out-of-home adverts running on campus. We also had digital media with Junkie, things like Spotify and SoundCloud ads. Yeah, we were pretty much everywhere, just going hard out and market. And yeah, so really those messages were just delivered at pace to drive as many applications as we could. But there was different content layers added in with more in-depth information and access to webinars and things like that to sort of push those leads further down the marketing funnel. In addition to all of that, I sort of used more of my media and PR skills, so generated some media coverage with TV interviews on Channel 7 and GWN and Channel 9, as well as some print articles in the West and Farm Weekly and Countrymen and things like that. But yeah, in the end, we received over 4,500 applications, which really enabled us to conclude that campaign well ahead of schedule and obviously fill all 2,000 positions. But I think the most rewarding part out of all of that was also being able to sort of refer those additional applicants that weren't successful with those roles and help try and plug some of the um, labour shortages that farmers were also having at the time. So, yeah, it was just so rewarding to see so many people from the Perth metro area out in the regions loving working on site. You know, we were getting all of this user-generated content on TikTok coming through and it was just, yeah, it set my soul on fire seeing all of that come to life.
0: I'm sure if it ever stops raining, we'll see that again this year. Um, (laughs) hopefully (laughs) I think that really highlights to a lot of people listening that it's so important to have that good comm strategy but also there is so much that goes in behind everything that you guys are doing on a level of targeting and just how intricate and detailed and well thought out it has to be and I'd love for you to sort of elaborate on the communication side of things, particularly with social, because obviously at the moment with CBH, there's a lot of things changing all the time, a lot of movement. What is it that you guys are focusing on and what are the logistics like around harvest time for you guys internally to make sure you're staying on top of everything, particularly with platforms like Twitter, but even for you guys, I think Facebook is really can be something that takes off too. What, what are you guys doing on a daily to make sure that you're staying on top of everything?
1: Oh, such a good question, and I don't know if I can, like, perfectly answer that, but, you know, CBH is such a large organisation and there's so many different moving parts and that's really amplified during harvest. Things are also constantly changing, and so the business really needs to be able to adapt and pivot when required and and match pace with growers um, depending on what's going on. But I think last year was a really great example of that so we found out that it was going to be a record harvest at the same time that growers were realising that and you know thankfully all the stars aligned and it was just such an exciting time for everyone to be involved but what that meant was that the whole team really had to come together and just get shit done and that's exactly what happened so we had people you know throughout the business from obtaining the many required council approvals building temporary storage finding the harvest casuals the truck drivers and and so much more so i guess from a communications perspective it's really about keeping growers updated in a timely manner just to let them know about our plans and and in last year's case that we were ready to receive that bumper crop i think one of the challenges that we have is that all growers have a preference on the way in which they like to be communicated with so you know you'll have some that only check their emails while other growers couldn't care less for emails so you know we have lots of different channels that we can use to get these messages out as quickly as we can like the cdf app and emails, socials website grower member forums the bin meetings the harvest guide the list goes on but Yeah, really what we try to do is just make sure that growers are as well informed as they can be before harvest and then just making sure that they're, you know, communicated and um, kept informed as the season progresses and as things change.
0: How are you dealing with the ad hoc stuff? Because I know I've seen on Twitter over the last couple of weeks, you guys are putting out a couple of fires. How do you deal with that? Is it you've got someone constantly monitoring Twitter or like you just do the best you can? What's the sort of structure to that?
1: Yeah, we have an interesting team structure. So we don't have anyone that's like a social media specialist or anything like that. So we're all quite generalists and we share those duties around. So, you know, depending on who's on the roster for that week, they'll jump in and monitor those posts that are coming in and the comments and things. But, yeah, look, it's a really challenging one. There there are some issues out there. There's there's no denying that. But I guess from a comms perspective, it's just about sort of feeding that messaging back into the business and making sure the right people are across that feedback and, yeah, coming up with solutions where we can and communicating that back.
0: Which is obviously the most important and critical part. I'm curious because, you know, you are such a specialist now. There's obviously a lot of changes to the agricultural landscape from a marketing perspective. What what are you really seeing now that's changed even over the last like year or two, what are you seeing more people interested in and what are you sort of looking forward to trialing or putting more effort into in the coming year or two? Like there's just so many
1: changes happening in the industry at the moment. So from a marketing and commerce point of view, it's really just staying up to date with what's happening in the world and Like I said, there's just so much happening from the floods across, you know, across Eastern Australia, the Russia-Ukraine war and the impact that's having on fur and grain prices and and so much more. So I think one part of it is just staying across what's actually happening in the world and and those topics. The other piece is just around stakeholder engagement. So staying connected to growers and agronomists, consultants, the industry, Understanding the unique challenges that they're experiencing and, and sort of factoring that into our messaging and delivery. But in terms of what I'm looking at from a marketing perspective, I'm, oh, I don't know, I'm just really keen to do more campaigns and more of the branding sort of stuff. So, um, I'm always monitoring trends to see what's working well in other industries and, you know, keeping an eye on on channels and and things like that. So, you know, your TikToks and um, Snapchats and, and things like that.
0: How much time in your week is dedicated to sort of looking at the new trends, what's happening? How much time do you sort of spend on educating yourself on learning what's happening for the next month or year or that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I do a lot of that in my personal time just because I'm so interested in it. But definitely, I don't know, probably five to 10 hours a week. I follow some really great people on LinkedIn and Instagram that just have their finger on the pulse so that I don't have to, as lazy as that sounds. But there's just so much information out there. So it's, you know, work smarter, not harder.
0: No, I completely agree. I'm in the same boat. And now obviously, as my business grows i am dedicating trying to dedicate a day a week to educating myself before my team but it's massive it's and and things are happening so quickly particularly with the introduction of tiktok and how that's taken off yeah and how that's evolving so quickly like we have to be on the pulse because if you're left behind it can be really critical for your company yeah absolutely You're extremely motivated and you're also super inspirational, like you have achieved a huge amount for such, you know, we're still young, but pat us on the back. What motivates you because you've got big career goals and I love it. I think it's phenomenal. What's that big motivation for you to continue to strive in your career?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And without saying money, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's really important to feel a sense of purpose at work. You know, we've, we spend so much of our lives working. So for me, I really need to feel like I'm a part of something bigger and, and helping to move the dial in some capacity. This is also probably going to sound a little bit wanky, but I'm, I'm really self-motivated. You know, I'm committed to being better than I was yesterday in, you know, both in a personal and a professional capacity in a professional capacity, I really am motivated to become one of the best marketers in Australia. So everything else that I do sort of bows down to that.
0: I love that. I love that. That is phenomenal. I have no doubt that you and I are going to be sitting on some panel one day when (laughs) finally people realize how important our job is
1: Yeah, (laughs) talking about
0: this. (laughs) I am manifesting it. And I understand that people do, but I think, I know we don't give ourselves enough credit, but to understand fully how important agriculture is to this country and to understand the audience of people in ag and how their psychology is so different to people outside of the industry as well as understand all of that com stuff. Is, is a massive feat and uh, with that I would love to know what, what does your future look like where obviously you want to be one of the best marketers in the country and I'm sure that's going to happen for you. Is your career going to continue in agriculture or what, what role do you see yourself in or what sort of that dream position that you think will be for you? I'm really big on creating life
1: by design rather than default. So yeah, the future is really exciting for me. When I do sort of sit down and, and think about it, I'm also really big on work life balance. So there's lots of travel and adventure in there with my partner Nate. But I guess professionally, the end goal for me is to become a chief marketing officer um, or something to that effect. I've also been thinking a little bit lately about doing the AICD course, which is a governance course, so that I hopefully can end up on a couple of boards. But I see myself in that chief marketing officer position Um, in terms of what industry I I'm not I'm not too phased I'm obviously really passionate about agriculture but yeah for me like I said it's more about making sure that I feel that sense of um, purpose in in my day-to-day.
0: Yeah I think that that is really important as for leaning back towards agriculture you would see a lot of change a lot of inv- innovation happening what is your hope for the future of the agricultural industry
1: yeah so um i think we're making a lot of headway in this space but one aspect that i would love to see more of is just greater diversity in the industry and and, and i'm not just talking about gender diversity so i'm thinking you know, diversity of thought, age, gender, ethnicity, backgrounds and experiences, you know, people from lots of different industries, you know, there's so much untapped potential out there. And I really believe that the more talented people that we can attract and get involved in and passionate about ag, we'll just, you know, we can only go up, you know, strength to strength from here, I think. But really it is such an awesome industry to be a part of. It's so diverse. I don't think I've had one boring day um, since I started working in, in the industry. So,
0: yeah. Never a dull moment, that is for sure. No. What's your biggest piece of advice for someone who is looking to sort of enter the agriculture industry or even the comms industry? What is some things that you really think will help you master a career in this space?
1: Yeah, I think it's just having an open mind to different opportunities I think everything that's happened in my life at the time, you don't realise it, but looking back on it, it all sort of interlinks. Like for example, you know, being with, with said farmer for all of those years and um, you know, that, that didn't work out, but ultimately, you know, I fell out of love with him, but fell in love with the industry. And it's just having that, that open mindset, I think, and, and being open to those different opportunities that come along yeah, that's probably my biggest piece of advice and and just making different connections. Like don't be afraid to go along to different industry events, even if you're not working in the industry yet. Reach out to people on LinkedIn like myself and and you, Vinny, and just yeah, ask questions. I think the more interested you get in in the industry and and ask as many questions as you can, then you know, that will just ultimately it can only sort of lead to positive outcomes for you. So, yeah, I guess that's my biggest piece of advice.
0: I love that. I think that that is really important. And, yeah, network is one of the most underrated things and it doesn't take a lot to reach out to somebody via email or, you know, see if they've got time for a coffee or chat. And obviously with that, uh, for anyone wanting to learn more about you, Kel, or get in touch, where should they head, what should they do if they want to chat to you further? Yeah,
1: so people can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Kelly Lodge Calvert. Drop me a message if you'd like to have a chat or catch up for a coffee or a Teams meeting if, if you're not in Perth.
0: But, yeah, always open to having a chat and getting to know other people. So yeah. Perfect. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for having a chat this afternoon. I think that this will be an interesting insight and perfect timing to drop over harvest and also just time where people are spending a lot more time in their cars. But yeah, I hope people have got a bit of an insight into your role within CBH and how important it is, but also more of the calm space, which obviously I'm partial to. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, Vinny, And
1: yeah, I hope your listeners found it somewhat interesting and if you didn't, don't hold it against me and, um, and the profession. But, yeah, thanks. thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: No, I think that they'll absolutely love it. Thank you so
1: much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au.
0: Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.